Young motion was slippery like Vaseline. How I attend over my adrenaline. Let my scrotum and I start to sing. I saw heaven right here on earth. Should I play? Should I flirt? Should I just throw my love life on dirt? Or let my passion rule over hurt? I thought she liked me. I thought she want me. But she left me like a Cuban bug. And I am dying to get her hug, 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 hug. Hotel Versailles Clarendon. You tied me with your fishing net. Got my emotional red and wet saliva. Dripping like sweat. This discovery bay. Puff bay. Runaway bay. Man a man. Man no gay. Inflation rising blood. Pumping, Vono Symphony swinging, radiator boiling, rooster crowing, tabby cat purring, meow, tires screeching. Then stop, power cut, new pants, socks are shot, here we chest and beer gut. There you were, on with your razor digital camera. Aim at my high John the Conqueror and your excessive demand for a million dollar or else you're going to bust it upon me baby mother, mother, mother. I thought she liked me. I thought she want me. But she left me like a Cuban light bulb and I am dying to get her hug, hug. Oh, oh. Love was leap, St. Elizabeth. Here I stand, wet from showers of cold sweat, looking over the edge. My teeth them knock on an edge. What love got to do with it? Should I just kick the bucket? Ja, I feel like Sean Kingston. I need some positivity in my wisdom. How did I end up in her bed? Was I ruled by the wrong head? No, my woman packed her things and gone. And my life feel like jackass can. It was just loss and stupidity that lead to bankruptcy and nudity. I thought she liked me. I thought she want me. But she left me like a Cuban light bulb. And me dying, and me dying, and me dying, and me dying. Forget back me woman love. Yeah, man. So that was the Cuban light bulb. Because sometimes you need a little bulb in your life to make your life shine. Yeah, man. The, line of, the life of the shine. Some way, some time. Now seem, ladies and plenty men, that I am going so, solo. I might be going solo. I haven't 
heard from my friend Cherry. As yet? But you know that one monkey don't stop no show. No, I'm not calling her a monkey. What should I say? One diva don't stop no show. But I hope somewhere within the two hour, Miss Cherry will join in. Now, if you look at the poem I read, Cuban Light Bulb, and one of the problems that I find that taking place in Jamaica, and a lot of women complain from it. Men complain too. It's called Cat's Call. Cat, yes, Cat's Call. Um, cat as in puss? Well, I don't know if it's puss or pussy cat, but it is called Cat's Call. And some of you is wondering what the hell is General talking about? But again, most people didn't know it have a name, but it's called Cat's Call. What Cat's Call means is sometimes a man or a woman, yes, because men get it too, walking along the road and a man See a nice woman and say, yo, yo, sister, how your head just straight like a light poster. I wish I could have hugged you up like the electric wire. I'm buying you down on my light bill and show you some other skill. The man at the time feel that lyrics, my lyrics upon the young girl. But deep down in her heart, she is under the shower of fear. Because as far as she can feel, she cannot walk in peace. And a lot of lovely ladies out there, especially in the Jamaican scenario, especially in the real urban scenario. And I'm going to make a distinction between ghetto urban and maybe Milton and Uptown Urban. So let me talk about the Ghetto Urban. Now, you see the Ghetto Urban, that socialization in the Ghetto Urban is a total different situation. Because when bad man call a man, you know, a man of your answer and say, yo, yo, come in at this. I pray, you know, come in at this. Guess what? Gangster call you. So you know, so you have to say, yeah, hi, hello, hey, hi, hello. Yo, come check me later, no? And you say, look pan him too. Look pan him too. Man look like a cross between a, a giraffe and a zebra. I want me to come check him later. But guess what? Sometimes you know your life depends on it. And as far as he concerned, he wants the best girl. And he believed that you should give in. So, one of the things that we have in Jamaica, you might hear on the radio, Millicent, 14-year-old, that's normal age, 14-year-old, 15, 16-year-old Millicent is missing from 13 Conroe Drive, Kingston 13 and when you check it out a sin in mother sin, sin in a country you know? because 
anything can happen because bad man want her. Now that is a dangerous kind of cat call. But you know what happened? Before we go into the part two of cat call, you know, so we have to drop a little tune, you know, for night out the place because I've noticed that with cherry around and sometimes the argument gets so nice when it gets to play on tune, you know? No, 
good love never come easy. Big tune, big tune from an artist called Abla Kaba. Yeah, we are produce, we are push out some nice artists. We mind thing with CRS Radio. I go play a new tune, hitting tune, tune that make you think, tune that resonate in your cranium. You know, because we have to keep a certain liberty and positivity in our music. So you know, I go here we play on scammer tune. You know, scammer your mama. We now play them kind of tune there. I feel about people and uh, retired people. You know, you have some youths I do make a make phone call. Hello, hello. You are a winner. You're a winner. The Kentucky Lottery. People, as you talk about that. I'm going to go back in the cat card, you know. But I'm going to tell you that even me have my encounter with a scammer. Yes. One day, I was at work. My dear people, I'm a phone ring. And this man say, oh, hello, hello. In, in a Cockney accent. Because when I look at the number, it was from England. And the man started to say, you know, that you have a, 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 a relative near Rudolph Simit. And you are a winner of two Rolls Royce that he so happened to leave for you because you are some cousin. So I said, Rolls Royce? Because something never clicking on me. But when we look back on the number, we see it's like an English number, you know, the European number of the ones. In Jamaica, we have, they have the 01144. So I see it was an English number. And this bloke don't know that I'm a little familiar with England as well. I brought him a bloody old chap. So I tell you, the man started to tell me about me, how I go get the car, the two car them. And I'm saying, look, I cannot be related to any Smith. Because the poor thing don't know that. Smith is the most popular surname in the entire world. So I am trying to tell him that I am not related to any Smith. I must say, yes, man, you're related. I say, I cannot be related to Smith because my name is Fong. So the man said, what? I said, yes, I am Fong. So he said, Fong? So I said, yes, because I am a Jamaican Chinese. And he's like, I say, Jamaican Chinese? Eh? So, so Mr. Chin, Mr. Look, man, no, 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 no. Don't call me Mr. Chin, none at all. My name is not Chin. My name is Fong. Fong, F-O-N-G, Fong. So it's like, Ivana say, Wong, me say, didn't I tell you that I'm not saying, oh, Wong, I am Fong. 
F O N G Fong. So the man go make the mistake and tell me that I was S U C K me M A D D A. Well, let me tell you something. I was not in the best of mood. So, you know, I was at work in my office, you know. And what I quietly do is I walk out of the office with my phone, I mean, honey, you know, just to reach in the garage, you know. Because you know that me have to go deep in the garment factory. And I am one person who's afraid for dick up in the garment factory, you know. Go under the sewing machine and take out the Negro and tread. And I start to tread the Negro. And I, I start to run the Negro through the piece of cloth. You know? And I ask him to run the Negro between the two pieces of cloth. And I say, you know, that you are such a fool because you don't know that I am in Lewisham in London. And I pick up your location. In London, you see, I belong to the Chinese Secret Service. And right now we have a submarine station off the coast of Finland where we are watching certain movements against the Russians. So presently I have got your location and I have an SSAR missile that gonna hit you like any drone in the next 48 seconds so just look through your window where you are and you better die for cover and my man hung up the phone for me right because me telling about the missile and that me is a master of espionage I never tell him about the Bruce Lee part, you know, right? Because I don't know people in a different generation of people don't know about Bruce Lee and Jackie Chung. All they know about is Ninja Turkles. So I didn't tell him part. But let me go back to the cat call and let me see if I have a caller that is going to call Super Cat right now. Yow, 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 yow. Hello. Who goes there? This is Gary Whitaker. <laughs> a listener to your program. <laughs> yeah. Who goes there? Sweet like. Nice like yes, make the bitch with yes, out of the extract yes, of rum cane from whether Westmoreland or Long Pond or Holland Appleton Sentence Bit The Great Sugar What a going Mr. Yes, sir. Well, um, thank you for having me. I'm in Los Angeles, California. Wow, wow. You know, my co-host is somewhere lost, somewhere between Hawaii and California, and I don't know if she's back in Florida, because she spent her life 
following storms and disasters. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Last week I was really asking her about climate change. Um, I have a cousin who is somewhere in the desert, the desert part of California. And, I, I, well, she's alive because she didn't get thrown out. What is your experience there over the past few days? Okay, so last week we had this hurricane that, uh, that came through the, the, the region. Um, and um, it, well, where I live, I only got some rain, no real wind, but I hear some places were flooded out and there were some mudslides. Yes, I heard that, yeah. But my neighborhood, my area was re- relatively unscathed. All right. You are it, only goes the, to, it only goes to show um, how much the, the, the whole global weather pattern systems are changing because we don't normally get not only hurricanes or storms like that, but that much rainfall this time of year. Our rainfall is usually in the wintertime, not, not oh. summertime, not, not that heavy. Well, coming into September... Next two days, September, most of the storm that I can recall in Jamaica, hurricanes, normally happen between the first two weeks of September, especially when it come around to September 11th, because September right. 11th is known for Gilbert, 1988. By the way, where, where were you in Gilbert? Were you in Jamaica or were you overseas? Yes, sir. I was actually, I had just come back. Jamaica from living in the States and I got caught up in Gilbert. I experienced it firsthand. Yes, I did. And when you say firsthand, it was quite a story. Did you lose anything? Or... No. No, my house is built like a bomb shelter. You know, sab roof, um, wall house. Um, but I tell you, the next morning, when you got when you got up and looked outside, I live right above the Tankster International Airport, that neighborhood on the hillside. Right. And normally it's heavily vegetated, a lot of trees, um, canopy, you, you know, it's just green all over the hill. After the storm, you looked out at the hill, and it was like a nuclear bomb. Everything was defoliated. There was no leaves on the trees. Um, it, it was eerie. I mean, every single tree lost its leaves. And you could see all the way through the hillside, all the way up. You saw structures up on top that you didn't even know existed before, you know, before the storm, right? It was, well, quite, it was quite a sight to see. Well, Gilbert, catch me at Monroe College. I'm going to give you the joke. Monroe College is the highest point on the Santa Cruz Mountain. And Monroe right. tends to have a lot of willow trees. I, most of the trees, I think the, the, the farmer principal then, Richard Roper, got them from England. Because Monroe, like Cornwall College and Knox College, and most of the traditional schools coming into the 60s, the 70s, going into the 80s, have a lot of overseas teachers that used to come. Right. And school. Right. Right. That so they, they, we had a nice, nice forest. 
several forests of willow trees and conifers, coniferous um, forests. And I can tell you, I saw those trees dance. Now, this is at the top of the mountain, you know. Um, Delamove was not the movement in those times. But I saw those trees dance, peeping out through a window. And this is at the top of the mountain. But the scary thing about, um, about Gilbert that I can recall is that the morning when the storm cooled down, we find the cover of a house in a tank. You mean the and roof? We the, the, the roof a roof of a house in a tank. And this is the highest point of the mountain. So it means that the wind took that roof from some low point. Somewhere. Yeah. Yes. And Somewhere. carried it up yeah. to the mountain, yes. And deposited it into the tank. At Monroe, there are about three large tanks because the tanks are used for the borders. At that time, I think it had about 300, 300 borders at Mono. I think it, it's down to about 200 or 100 odd borders now. And the roof of a house was deposited in the tank. It was like a mystery. Wow. It was like a mystery, yes. Um, you know, one of the reasons why I, because we live on a small island. I live on a small island. You live on a continent. And there are some similarities, but there are some disparities in how we see the hurricanes and the storm. And as you, as you say, in the California, California era, well, as far as I'm concerned, what I know that is famous in California is earthquakes. And you know, it's funny, it's funny, you should say that, because that same morning we had this storm come through, it was raining outside, and there was actually a, a, a minor, well, yes, a minor earthquake, I mean, it did move me on the bed, I was lying on the bed, and the, the bed did move, the house did shake, and it's, it's recorded, it's, it's in the news, it's recorded that there was an earthquake. Just north of north of me, a place named um, Ventura County, um, and yeah, they they registered a minor earthquake that we that we felt across Los Angeles County. It was quite interesting yeah. that we had a storm and an earthquake at the same time. Yeah, I have never been to California yet, but I remember you're supposed to have some fault line covered. The San Andreas fault somewhere around that side, yeah, no? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. San Andreas fault line is a major fault line. No, that fault line has not erupted. Well, it has not done its damage just yet. But we have numerous mini fault lines. One of them um, in the San. I live in the San Fernando Valley, a suburb of Los Angeles. It's a major city, second largest city in the United States, with a metro area of. Close to 9 million, I would imagine. But um, I live in a suburb called uh, Chatsworth, which is next to another suburb called Northridge, where there's a big university that I used to work at. And um, at the time, I was not, I was just uh, studying at the university. Um, 
as being a martyr in geography. No, a martyr in public administration, as a matter of fact. This was 1994, and the university was about three miles from my house in Northridge, and I lived in a neighboring city at the time called Van Nuys. And the morning, I remember the morning, it was Martin Luther King's birthday holiday, um, which would be about January 19. I can't remember. I think it's 19. In the dark of the morning, I hear this rumbling sound, like a train in the distance. Hmm. And it's getting louder and louder and louder. And all of a sudden... It hits, boom. Everything is up in the air. The whole building is shaking, terribly shaking, violently. That was the start of the famous or infamous, um, well-publicized Northridge earthquake. It is said to be 6.9, but at one point they had that 7 point something. But whatever it was, it was tremendous. I mean, I'd never been in an, earth, in an earthquake before, and that experience—I mean, it will—it will be with me for forever. I mean, in a very significant way, meaning that mm-hmm. it has into my psyche, into my mind, Mother Nature's power. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And respect for Mother Nature, if not in awe of Mother Nature. Yeah, you so, know, uh, my own my experience so. of earthquake, because we have one or two in Jamaica here, we hear that it goes to what? Four points something on the Richard scale, and we go five points. It's like for about two weeks, every time I go into the bathroom and sit on the throne, there's an earthquake. It always catch me on the throne, and I am wondering if I am the cause for it or not. You probably could be the cause, yes. I mean, you're 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 like God, God, God's child, right? So yes, who yes. To tell you have that power. <laughs> yeah. But you know, I'm watching this whole situation you know, because I felt that um, there was a time when we could do something about climatic change, but. I cannot say we did not have the political will because at that time it was Donald Trump who the world was turning to to do something or to change a trend that they see coming and he just didn't believe in it. That there is something called climatic change. And you see, when you are from a small nation and when you go to like the United Nations to discuss matters from these like these and when you have the world leader the so-called world leader right there who don't understand what you are saying and do not see the effect of um, climatic change I don't really care about it because as far as they're concerned I think it's just a myth and it's just over the past few months there are certain realities that are hitting us that have never happened before because no when i look at the heat right now i am in my living room and i hope the ladies 
I'm not using the imagination. But I am in my living room, in my shorts, alone. Because the night is so hot. And I am at a cold spot in Sensibet. I used to live where, in Sensibet. What, what altitude what altitude do you live at? I live um I'm about um a hundred and fifty feet above sea level right now. Okay. I'm a like escarpment, I'm about I'm about about two or three miles away from the sea. Okay. Because I'm South Coast, I am on the same ridge that Lover's Leap is on. And Lover's so Leap South, is... South Southfield? Yeah, Southfield. I, I am, yes, Junction, right, right. Um, Lover's Leap is at Southfield, and that escarpment is about 1,200 feet above sea level. You know, we, we, and, we and, both went there, we had our geography, uh, Field trip at U at the University of the West Indies. Remember? Yes. We went through yes. all of that area. Yes. So, my <laughs> let my listeners feel that I'm a bright person, you know. Yeah, <laughs> you talk about university. Um, yeah. No, you are a, a, a brilliant <laughs> man. I mean, the listeners need to know that you're a graduate of the University of the West Indies, Mona. That's where we met. That's where we, you know, we shared a common interest in geography. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You know, and as I say, is that it is so hot. And when I used to live in Santa Cruz, because I used to live in Santa Cruz, now Santa Cruz, Black River, Maypen, and Savlamar are seen as the, the four hottest places in Jamaica. And if I know, if I was in Santa Cruz right now, I'd be walking around in the house naked. I hear you. And I hear the heat is very, very, uh, uh, more than oppressive. It, it, um, it could be even deadly. Yeah, it is deadly. I, I'm going to tell you how deadly the heat is. Friday, I was working in Black River. And I came home around five, and I remember I sat down and ate my dinner. I don't remember anything from eating my dinner. I sat around the dining table. When this was, I came around five. But I remember, I don't know how I reached into my bed, but I remember in my bed, in a sleep like a coma, and the phone rang, and what was so wrong with the phone call is that it was a what I call a video camera kind of call. And when I open my eyes, it's a policewoman I see on my phone screen. And I'm wondering what the hell have I done that a policewoman is on my phone screen. And the kind of uniform she was in, I said, well, I don't remember killing anybody. And knocking down anybody. But you know when you're just coming out of deep, deep sleep. You're kind of semi-full-full. Mm-hmm. And basically what she did, she called me. And asking me about some crime that she heard about. Um, she, Her father is a neighbor of mine. And it's like she just heard about it. And decided to call me if we can tell her what went on. And I was mm-hmm. talking to her. And she said, well, you don't sound too righteous. And he say, I say, yes, I don't sound too righteous. 
and she said, all right, she'll go hang up the phone. You know, when I look on the clock, it was quarter to eight in the night. I thought it was Saturday morning. Disoriented. And, mm-hmm. and the heat, it's all removed the energy from you. Like some days when I go to work, I if I sit down at my desk more than five minutes, I literally drop asleep. Mm-hmm. So they don't have and, air conditioning in these places, right? The air conditioning are not... Right? You see, what the Prime Minister needs to do is to build a big fan over Jamaica. Right? Get it powered by the CM solar, solar energy. And just big, build a big hell of a fan. <laughs> yes, I hear you. The place. you know? Mm-hmm. And, you know, and it, really... for, it could not be good for farmers' livestock. No. Either. No. I give you the joke. I, I, we had Franklin. This is a hurricane that is somewhere. I don't know where it is. No, I haven't been tracking it. I'm more focused on the one that is near to Florida. Now I have touched Florida. Franklin was near to Hispaniola. So we had rain up to three years ago, three days ago. And that rain cooled on the place so much that my grass and my lawn grew up to my ankle in about three days. I had to get the lawnmower person to come and cut the grass this morning. So it moved from a patch existence where the glass was yellow and cow and goat will have to wear eyeglass to make the glass green. And in three days the grass grew to up to my ankle. Uh, well, and it's the same effect we had out here with that hurricane that passed through. Because we are a semi-desert, semi-desert here in right. Southern California. And, I mean, that one day of heavy rainfall turned everything green with the grass coming back lush. I mean, my um, gardener, my friend of mine who helps me with my, with my lawn, he was very amazed at how my backyard became so green so quickly. Right. In my backyard, no, right now, I didn't want to talk. I have what is known as guinea grass. I don't know how many Jamaicans living abroad remember what guinea grass look like. Guinea grass yeah, is grass that, that come up to, like, up to my shoulder. You can use it for feed cow. What mm-hmm. we, we use guinea grass in Sensville for is mulching. Like mm-hmm. other places, we would cut the grass. The farmer said, no, 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 no. Don't cut it because we're going to need it. And it's so expensive. It is like a... About fifteen thousand dollars for a pickup of of grass in in this era, because farmers need it. Because what they do, the process mulching is that they cut the grass and put it over the plants like tomato and so on, and it's retain and hold the moisture. So especially in time of drought, this is how they retain the moisture. Yeah, that is that's the work of um, our good friend, the agricultural geographer. Dr. Barker. Right. Oh, by the way, you know that he passed away. I don't know if I... He passed away sometime in the COVID period, you know. Yes, you told me. Rest in peace, Dr. Barker. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, good yeah. guy. Good guy. Come from England. Yeah, good guy. Yeah, very cool guy, um, you know. Yeah, very, yeah, very nice guy. And where was he but, living in Jamaica? Kingston? Or? Kingston, yes. Kingston. Kingston. 
Uh, well, what I do was so hmm? real ahead. roots Sorry. man, you know. Oh yeah, he was down to earth. He was really down to earth. He was a real Jamaican. He was a transplant, but a real Jamaican. Did he have? Yeah, do you know if he had a family here in Jamaica? I suspect that he married to a Jamaican. I I used to look look for him one or two times, but to tell you the truth, sometimes so he was so excited talking to me about music. That's whenever we talk for me. You music, know, yeah. When I went when I went back to UA to visit once around twenty ten, I think it was, I ran into him at the at the um, geography offices, the geography faculty offices. First thing he said to me was, "You were you were the band leader at um, Creative Arts Center. You had a rock band, you know." Right. Like, you remember all that. Dr. Barker, I said, yeah, I remember you. Yeah. So that was kind of heartwarming. It was touching for him to remember all that. Yeah, man. Um, whenever I go up there, I have to carry music for him and talk uh, to him about music. Yeah, yeah. He never want to hear about anything else. You, you mean up to you, we are just yes. cooking? Whether so I go you were at you up, up to what, what year? I think... I'm not sure if he retired in about up to when we have COVID, 2019. He was in and around. Still, he would have reached retirement age, but you know that they will need his expertise. Right. So, so he was still help, he was helping out. Right. You know? So, but I am amazed with what is happening because, like, this hurricane didn't come from the coast of West Africa, the one that is touching um touching um Florida right now. It just come out of the Gulf of yeah, Mexico. It, 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 it erupted in the Gulf of Mexico. We have had a few of those, you know. We have had a few of those that slam into Belize and Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Yeah, we've had right. a, a few of them. Not many but we have had a few of them that erupt in the in the western Caribbean Sea and briefly, you know, exist and then slam into the court. Um, You know, well, you know, I think I think we have to we have to really be proactive. The government of Jamaica needs to be proactive with managing the environment in general and managing for climate change in particular and. I don't know how much the local government entities, the parish councils, are doing anything along that line. You know, yesterday, uh, now you mentioned it, yesterday I was invited to a meeting of such where we were with a Mr. I don't know if you're familiar with the name. He's from Montego Bay. A Mr. Hay. um, He's, yeah, I think he used to teach at Cornwall College. Right. No, I, I can't say I do know him, but I have cousins that live with me in Montego Bay whose last name is Hay. So I had to smile to myself right now. Um, and they they, we they were, grew up with me. We were discussing how to run an emergency, uh, to create an emergency center across the parishes. Right? We are all the agents. So what happened? All the agency 
met yesterday like the police, the, the fire, um, the poor relief, those in charge of roads, um, those the hospital, Red Cross, all the important agencies we met yesterday. And we were looking into it. And you know, I hit them with a bomb. And one, one guy who is very political got up and challenged me. Because I say to him that my problem with Montego Bay, Savlamar, Lucy, um, Port, Port Morant, um, Port Antonio, Port Maria, Ocho Rios, nearly all of these capitals are on the seashore. For example, the parish council building in St. In, in, in Elizabeth is less than 80 meters from the sea. So if there's, if, if there's a tozami or a plate, that, the shifting of plate, the, the center where the management of disaster will, will be wiped out in a few seconds. Right? So I was saying that what the first step that the government has to look at is to create um, in each parish, not one disaster center, but two one in mountain areas and one in the flat areas. Okay. Because in the mountain, you, go, you might have phenomena like landslides. And on and, okay. and the flat land, you might have flooding. Okay. So he was saying that, but the prime minister said that um, we are 80% ready. So the presenter said that, no, what you do, you look at the figure 80 and you turn around the numbers around <laughs> zero eight. <laughs> eight percent ready. Eight percent. Yes. Right. And and he said, but Prime Minister. So he said to the the young politician, Do you think any any head of any agency gonna tell the Prime Minister that they're not ready? He said, Think about not that. If they want to keep, yeah, not if they want to keep the job. Right? If you are the head of an agency, you're going to tell the prime minister, say, you're not ready. Then you know that it's like a pussy, I'm going to get natizic and get mad. How do you mean that you're not ready? And we give you resources. I didn't ask for more resources. So that's what's going to happen. One of the things I mentioned in the forum is communication. And they didn't consider this. I said to them, so look, we have two million telephone companies in Jamaica, Digicel and Flow. What happened when the, when the storm come and knock down everything? All of the light posts. Not, we, we are in a process putting in fiber up, optive cable, but we are still third world. It's not every nook and cranny have fiber optive cable. It's just some select towns might have fiber optive cable. When I think and, I was and, and, Right, and the vast areas of the rural areas won't, won't have access, yeah. Right. I was saying to them that what the parish council should do is get satellite radios, I mean satellite television, uh, I mean television, telephones, because when I go on Amazon, I see a satellite um, telephone 
an average um, price of say a hundred and fifty thousand Jamaicans. And I'm saying that the parish council is making revenue. So each of the fifteen councillors give them a, a satellite phone. Because guess what? My iPhone, I when I tap brand Samsung phone, cost nearly the same anyway. Because some of these phones nearly cost all a thousand US dollars. Right? So invest in the satellite phone so that if a hurricane comes, the council the elected person can start by making phone calls without having to worry about um, towers being down or up. This, that is a very this good, a very good um, suggestion. And secondly, when they were saying what the, the, the CEO was saying, it's very expensive. I said, no, consider another thing, CB radio. Because in the 70s and 80s, 80s CB radio was a, a good father. But it was good. It had died out now. But I say resurrect it because I say one CB radio I see on Amazon is about a hundred US dollars. So there's a big difference between the hundred US dollars and the thousand US dollars. So if a counselor now, are, are they co- are they also getting the communication equipment is important. It's vital. But are they also running or have you have the personnel, identified personnel in place, um, uh, well, evacuation strategies, I would imagine they would have policies, but do they have the yes. personnel in place? Do they have the, the um, places of safety, shelter in place? Do they have contingencies for the roads? Because the, the, the problem is, you know, you can communicate by all these technologies, uh, satellite phones, which is important, but help, help. I'm in the middle of the, the, the mountaintop, stranded. You know, what what do they have? Helicopter system? Um, <laughs> my, 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 my feeling is this, that we need proper local government reform. Yes. Because if we had, a, let's say, this whole Republican push, for republicanism or republic constitutional change yeah constitutional change one of the perspectives that i think is being discussed effectively if at all is the idea of local government reform because they talk about separation of power which is make having a president and all that good stuff. But there's another dimension, another perspective, another angle to local government reform. And that angle is division of power, which is a horizontal idea. So if separation of power is vertical, the king to the bottom, the ordinary people, division of power is giving power to the people themselves in the local government apparatus or structure. Um, parishes need to be able to depend on themselves, self be, be more self-reliant in certain areas of local governance rather than relying on Kingston. True. Um, because if Kingston gets cut off from the rest of Jamaica for whatever reason, 
are they self-sustaining within their own zone? Do they have the resources see, within their own zone? Our politicians act as if Kingston in Jamaica. I tell people that I have not been to Kingston since 2019, since since COVID. And what I do, I try to find out how I can survive in my little bush with a little network of people that I have any supply that I want, of, any, of anything. Once in Jamaica, it was, it was hard to ignore Kingston. But now, we are having different nodes of development happening across the country. For example, um, Santa Cruz was said as the fastest growing town in Jamaica. Now, I think Junction is next in line. Right? Because what, these the, the, the dilemma that we have, how many hospitals do they have in, in St. Elizabeth? One. One. Okay, and fine. That, okay, it's and fine. that's the problem what, too. What you, but here's the other we have a we have a large contingency of returning residents and they are having physics because they are used to the american or the english kind of health system and they they sometimes they don't want to die here they love here but they don't want to die here because they are scared of the health system so the question that you asked about the hospital is extremely relevant well i i have an also added perspective Granted, it's very expensive to build a hospital and maintain a hospital, right? But there is uh, another aspect of healthcare that can be addressed by a local government, but is not being addressed because we don't have the resources. One of the things I've heard is that, for example, police cars are lying around unused because they are in uh, they, they want to, they need to be repaired they are yes. in disrepair they are broken i would suggest that the same could also hold for ambulances the point is we should one of the things that local government should be looking at doing as a service is making sure that we have effective ambulance service to and from hospitals over properly maintain roads. You, you, you know, means, I didn't want you to bring up the ambul ambulances, and I hope you never mention it, but you mention it. You know, the sad part about this, my brother, is that there are a lot of groups from out of Florida, Los Angeles, Jamaican, that go and purchase ambulances or even second-hand ambulances, so they want to give back to their town and villages. Or let's say you might have a health center in Malvern, for example, and you say, all right, the, the, the Malvern people over in America, they buy two ambulances. You know what's the problem, Sugar? The problem is the bureaucracy to clear the ambulances that is given is, is so... It is so steep, it's steeper than Blue Mountain. So where you have you have several ambulances sitting on the wall for two, three years and cannot be cleared. When if well, a country is getting a gift. This is where this is where the parish councils yes, as would come in. Local government entities 
need to flex their muscle. They need to be able to have representation to the, the minister of local government, to the parliamentarians within the parish. Forceful as the mayor, as the councillors coming together at their council meeting and making these declarations known in the media that we are petitioning to have these released to the parish councils, release the vehicles to the parish councils in conjunction with the communities that are donating them. More so, the parish councils need to coordinate how these things are run. You can't just leave it up to private individuals to decide who. It, it has to be streamlined. The whole yes. process has to be streamlined where we know that these things are coming to serve communities under the auspices of the, under the, the guidance, the heading of the um, council. But there needs to be a system, a schedule. For example, centers or stations set up. If not health centers with ambulances run 24-7, then the fact, what no, I'm going to use a simpler word, um, makeshift or or um, I don't want to say temporary, but um, not temporary, but rather um, some kind of put together facility in the different strategically positioned, you know, using geography looking at the, the map of, of your parish or the map. You know, I would I like I like the regional thing, the counties, but I you know, I, I won't touch that right now. Um using the map of the parish and you set up strategic location for these ambulances where the parish council should be able to coordinate. There should be no more than twenty minutes to a to a health center or, or hospital from where you are. Where you have timed timed service. Right? You see, um, you see, that could be you, one you function that, that, that local government does, making sure people have access, quick access, and that these ambulances are maintained in a, in a, whether in a parish-approved mechanic or in a, in a county, mecha- I mean, parish mechanic uh, a garage, you know, they are properly maintained periodically. That could be a responsibility of the, of the parish councils since they don't have much, they don't have much to do anyway. They you don't see, really you have. If, if you ask me, I think parish councils are underutilized, or yes. they're not effectively utilized. They just sit around collecting taxpayers' Taxes. money, yeah. and they're not farming in a and meaningful way. And they should be the source of power. They should be the, the, and they source, should of be the power. source of power. Right. Yeah. Right. You see, you mentioned something, you know, and it hurt my heart. In Sensebet here, we have the Red, the Red Cross have, I think, two ambulances. I'm not sure if it's two or one. And in the night, if you want to go to hospital, it suits you to call the Red Cross. And they will tell you, say, well, give us a just money or give us something for maintenance. Right? Because the, the ambulance have to maintain. And if you come for you and carry to hospital and so on, you are sure to get the Red Cross ambulance than the well, let's say the government ambulance to come for you. That is that is a, that's a positive. Right? Yeah, that's a positive. But 
the parish council needs then to partially fund the Red Cross in case somebody doesn't have the money. The parish council needs to have a budget for that to augment, to help out the, the Red Cross and to, to support them strategically since they're doing community service. That could be one of the functions of the parish council, making sure people have access to bus and taxis to go to school and to work. That could be a focus of a parish council meeting where we threshold what are some concerns, have open mic, open mic night where people come up to the mic microphone and express their concerns. You give them five minutes. And then the council deliberates on some of the concerns that they can talk about is transportation, public transportation, or the lack thereof, transportation, uh, or the lack thereof, you know, health transportation, health, you know, or the lack thereof, you know, and other social whatever. You know, these are some of the topics that the parish councils should be really vested in tackling because they address quality of life issues at the community, at the grassroots level. You see, in 2000, I think 2003 to 2006, I was the parish development, what you call the parish development chairman for Sensibet. And and your parish, it was um, Carl Jarrett, who was the chairman for St. James. So Mm -hmm. I'm just showing you. And then Clarendon, it was Mr. Shaguri. So I'm just showing you the quote unquote. I was the only person not of caliber. <laughs> Dear, what do you call caliber? You know, big belly, brown skin. Sorry to say, yeah, it is. It is still an important part of our history and sociology, right? And I was there with them, and we were looking at this whole local government reform. And one of the things we put forward that the mayor or the town governor or the parish governor should be elected straight by the people. The mayor now is elected by, are selected by the party that get the most vote. So for example, there's 15 councillors in Sensesbet, for example. So if eight councillors is JLP, it is the JLP people elect a mayor. That is how it is done. No. What we are saying is that we should find the best person in the parish who can do administrative work and govern it. We look at the talent, two or three candidates go up, and the people vote for them. That was what we were, we were talking about. But again, Mm-hmm. The Babylon system wouldn't want this because they still want to divide and rule that with the JLP, PNP. That is what they're right. trying to do in Fort Moore. Right? And you see, there are certain elements want to wipe out the Fort Moore ex- ex- experiment. Mm-hmm. Right? There are certain elements want to wipe it out. I think that was an important step but they, and that's why you hear there certain elements want to say they want to turn Portmore into parish number 15. Right? But if you're going to turn into parish number 15, Portmore should have a hospital. 
Port North should have proper police. Port More should have proper school. Remember, say no. Port More but is in it, it, the largest you know, population. Because at some point, even though they argue that Portmore has 200 whatever thousand, well, I don't know. I don't think it's 200,000 people it really has. I think it's more uh, more like 100 and something thousand. But they will have to also now start to think about Ocho Rios, you know, if not Negril. Because as much as Portmore is a, is a bedroom, community for Kingston, a large one. Yeah. yeah. Negril and Sportorios draw more more money for Jamaica's economy. In, True. in, in foreign for foreign dollars, I would argue. Than Port Moore. True. Um, True. And they they also would need with smaller some kind population. Of yeah. Right. But well, you know, here's where it, it becomes an interesting argument. When you say a smaller population, as you and I have discussed before, to the layman, to the ordinary man on the street, Negro might have, or to the government statistician, Negro might be said to have all right, 5,000 permanent residents, I don't know, 10,000 permanent okay. residents. But you have to also factor in, the, 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 if you have over 100,000 tourists coming into Negril for the year, they do put pressure. They do put pressure on the local government service delivery. Yeah, yeah. Infrastructure, garbage to be collected and disposed of, roads to be made or to be, you know, supervised or maintained. Congestion, uh, road congestion, road damage, pollution, you know, whatever. You know, there needs to be some coordination, of political coordination of of, of that community or for that community. So there could be an argument for a mayor of, of, of Ocherios, a mayor of Negril. Of Negril, yeah. Given the volume given the volume of um, of business activity, tourism. You know, given the level of tourists, right? But I think what is confusing the Jamaican government is the culture of parish councils from slavery times. Because yes. the parish council system that we are using right now is a is legacy of colonial Colonial of colonialism. Yeah. Um they need to go and look at the North American model of how they organize political administrative space, incorporated versus non incorporated space. But my concern with with Portmore as a parish is that it does not have a critical mass, a tax base that is solid enough for autonomy. It's going to be linked to Kingston as all the other parishes are linked Mm -hmm. to Kingston right now. It will not have any real autonomy, nor do I think it necessarily needs to have full autonomy in terms of funding itself, financing itself. Because when you use a small zone like Portmore as a tax base with a relatively weak population income, um, yes, a lot of them work in Kingston, a lot of them might be working in government jobs, but for you to tax them to to do certain things in Portmore at, at at the appropriate level, rate, 
they probably could not afford to pay the taxes to be too high. You still yeah. going to have to depend on Kingston's funding. You still going to have to turn to Kingston for funding. So the problem I have with going to these small units as the parishes is that you're giving up you're giving up a lot of resources that you don't have to Kingston. But I will have to get back to you on this. I have a very important um, call coming in. But we we'll, we need to talk again on the need yeah. to restructure the parties yeah. in the county. <laughs> this is just part one. And thank you for yeah. All right. Thank you for yeah man. Love and Anna. Mustafara, I bless up. Mustafara, I bless up. Yes sir. One love, peace to everybody one love, listening. Peace. And, one love, peace. And it's, it's one Jamaica. We, we are defending and we are defending progress and betterment. All right. Isis. Isis. Yes, sir. Yes. Yeah, man, that's the man, Gary, Afi Whitaker, Bridging of Mine. And then go mention the part where I don't want to mention because next thing I think is intellectual. We were students at UW, I think he was some professor over in the, the West Coast, United States of America. And, you know, we had interest in music because I used to lead one band, a roots reggae band, and he used to, used to lead a rock reggae band. And later on, not today, but I'm going to play you some sugar music. Yes, I'm going to play you some sugar music, and I'm going to play you some of my, yes, my music with Iman singing, yeah, and sugar singing. You know, so you know that as the time roll by, we will look into the whole, look back into the whole climatic change. But you know, I want to drop something nice, right? Yeah, I'm going to drop a brand new tune from a young lady called the Soul Rebel, you know? Big tune. Big respect to Stingray Studio, Uncle Dilly, so Rebel.
Lady Call, Lady Call, the Soul Rebel. You know that Soul Rebel was the name that was given to the gang man in the early days of his career. You know, when just around the time when before he did the album like Catch a Fire and Burning, right at that transition, I'm talking about 1970, 71. You know, when the dreadlocks, the, the Afro, transform into Jed, Naughty Jed now, Naughty Jed, Jedlocks in the Congo. Right, when, when the Jedlocks start to transform, you know? So when a sister decides to call herself Soul Rebel, you know, it is a good step. You know, talking about the whole Soul Rebel, and I'm going back to the cat card thing, you know, I, I, Sister Cherry, she's out there, and last week we were discussing hurricanes, disaster between Hawaii and California, where she was. And I'm going to preview it more next week or the other week when she's back. I'm going to preview some musicians that are coming out of the whole Hawaii, uh, Hawaii experience. You know that there are some groups out there like whole groups. When you look at the billboard charts, you realize that the music, the reggae music, reggae music is still out there and doing well, doing extremely well. The pigmentation kind of look changed, but nothing wrong with that. Because one world, one people. And reggae is a united forces, a united force among world people. You go to a typical Bob Marley concert, 80%, what I will say, white. And most of the real roots reggae concert even across the United States. We never mention Europe. I don't say Europe are white people. But most of the roots reggae concerts you, you go to across the States is white people. So white people support our music. The black Americans, one of the things Bob wanted to do, you know, was to how to cross over to the black Americans. The only Marley me say will achieve it, you know. And he's still young. He skipped Mali. But Bob, one of Bob's dream was to get that, to cross over. And I want to dedicate um, a program to some of the foreign-based reggae act that is putting out some good music because over the week I've been really take time to really listen to them and most Jamaican really this job. Now big up certain people, you know, no man they not big them up. Because they know they know Jamaican. But good reggae music I play out there and you find out that um these brothers are really keeping up the market because they are actually get getting one big bad word to most Jamaican um reggae act, you know. Is sales 
sales because our dance hall and the scammer music people not really are selling out, you know, all they are see, all them are go by is how much people watch YouTube and TikTok. But when you find out that the reggae out of originators America, they are actually having their tours quietly and doing their shows. Some night I get 500 people, 1,000 people, and so on, and going from city to city, they have been doing extremely well. And there are some Jamaican acts that have caught up and in collaboration with these brothers, because my intention, if I go back out in, into music, and that's part of my intention, is to link up with these brothers, because at the end of the day, what I want is audience but it seems like some of our brothers in the music business out here don't want any audience so i have a big up group like the loving papas yeah man ready remember ready ready thomas made that song popular and um i think david dobson loving part papas where there's a group named the loving papas make me feel them and me a go on with them and I kind of like the effect what they make the effect this group called Jenkerman Dub Club. The love for me here from them. Right? Um, I also love, well, you see, slightly stupid. I love them long time. Because they have a kind of ska, ska rock reggae kind of vibes. Same with uh, Revolution. Right? I kind of a guan with sticky figures and you notice that sticky figure have just sat down on the American billboard charts. They just sit down and then sit down and sit down. And even though a soldier would have run won the Grammy, you know here, you know see soldier really is on the chart per se. But this group sticky figure, them a guan, them sit down on the charts up there. Right? So me respect and love what they're going on with. Then we have um, the green. The green up there. This group I love. They have been around for some years. Groundation. Are some older dreadlocks, older Rastaman them. But them are gone. They just did an album where I think they got one of the songs they have Israel vibration in combination. And I think, I'm not sure. If, I don't remember if Abyssinians, right? But I love Groundation. There's also a group, kind of rock, rock poppish kind of reggae, the Black Seeds. They are going on. There's a lady called Christy Rock. I kind of appreciate love her, right? Then there's this group, well, I think they're mostly based in London. The, the, the skinks, I can't pronounce the word, S-K-I-N-T-H, I don't want to curse anybody word and, and the radio, you know, but I appreciate love what they're going on with, and again, the whole dub factor, because we seem to forget that there's a genre, that man like King Toby, them, they push out, even through jammies, push out, Carl, Lee Perry, um, Winston Wholeness, the dub. But what we have when you see a band putting out dub, 
John Brown family. And if you ask the typical Jamaican um, Jack Dong Chouses, sat up here, DJ, what dub is it they know? And yet dub is part of the genesis of what we call dancers. Right? So I kinda appreciate love those groups when me just mention what me not left out. None of them because me talk off of me top of my head. Right? But and I like that when we see is that some Jamaican artists now kinda a tour with them like Rob Simeon and most people don't hear about this youth, this youth solid. Anyway, you're there in the Kingston era, boss. Big up our manners and respect. Right, you're out there. And we watch you go on. Martima. Oh. Samurai. Have a bad tune out near the rat. I go want to drop that next week. Right? Um, me love. Who, who me see a tour with them again? Um, Loot and Fire. I work with them. Um, even the ancient sister Carol, out there work with these these youth. You know the the protege and the Savannah and the leader Ike. You know them always have been working with them for a while. Chronics is a while now. We not hear Chronics needs to drop some new tune now because it's like him just gone silent. Jazzy working with them as a female singer, right? Naomi Cowan man, that is Carlin Davis, Carlin Davis and um and Tammy Cowan daughter, and there's a girl that I love, but most of me cannot pick her up yet. Eva Lazarus, I think it is, she's pro- produced by by Rory from Stone Love. Me love when me see Aguan, you like Royal Blue. Black hero, man. Black hero, man. So, when am I going like say, reggae dead? Reggae not dead. What happened? It is the media practitioner like us that is stifling the roots reggae music. Right? And don't want to, you know, I am not um, against all these kind of format. But I think the youth, them want some help. So, you know, I will keep on playing the new music and kind of give them a little boss, you know. And when I say boss, I mean um, mini boss.
wicked. But you notice that some dancehall songs don't have a beginning and don't have an end. I think any song, every song with this color song, should have a beginning and an end. Althea Hewitt. Yeah, family of the Fourth Street Sisters. Brand new song. Dean well I see it mash not the the Miami reggae charts and the New York reggae charts. This is a girl who has been out there for years singing especially on the, the North Coast side. So the foreigners they know her voice. Right? You know, the North Coast are Negril. Here sugar meant a Negril. Negril is where young artists used to go and cut them teeth. And Negril approved, so you can go tour a foreign. When people were interested to go tour Europe and so on. I don't think most of these younger artists, what they call artists, I see a guy from YouTube go put up a bag of money in hand. And because of the robbery, um, a manival, make people start to think to him, I want the robber, and I boast with this whole plastic bag of money. And when things start jarring, I say, now me a artist, me a artist, not artist, you know, me a artist. And I say, everybody nowadays want to call themselves artist, not artist, artist. And then going around the cheap studio and make ping pong pong pong, ping pong pong pong, pong one little song. And then say, scam money, thief money, thief money, scam money, thief money. And then say, it's a big tune. Then go look on YouTube. And say, look, look, look for um, Rabbit Nose. New song. Thief money, scam money, thief money, scam money. And then think them artists. Give them a show, no? Give them an opportunity to go overseas. Then turn them back to the stage. Then do all kind of foolishness. And plus, the market they are, that they are looking at. Do not understand the language. The market that they are looking at understand the reggae language because the reggae language is universal. Now, I always believe that any good artist, whenever you're doing an album, you have to do a standard. You have to do something. You can't just put out just all of your original songs. With all the markets there and an album, you have to drop a cover. And I think most people was frightened when this particular artist dropped this cover. They say, Awagwan!
Yeah man, the youngest veteran, Judah Gang, Damian Marley. Excellent choice of song, George Harrison, my sweet lord of the Beatles. No, excellent move, you know. Well, you can imagine Judah Gang on a t- stage show and he drop about three and four songs on a guan. And a crowd full of Europeans. I record full of white American. I just haul and pull and jam my sweet lad. The whole stadium or arena or concert hall. I will start sing with him, you know. And rock with him. And you see when you reach at the guitar solo part, cause you know our European American people love instrumentation. You know, one of the things I find happening is that bands are becoming, Jamaican bands are becoming extinct. There were time enough Jamaican bands are all out of Jamaica. Now, bands are becoming extinct. So, most people in those audience love to see like a guitar solo or a Dean Fraser step over on his sax or somebody that blows up on the trumpet, trumpet or a burning spear Funny Congo job. Oh, by the way, Burning Spear have a brand new album just coming out. He's going to destroy you. Nearly destroy you. I've he- heard I got one or two tracks from the album. And we're going to drop that for you. We'll make you hear it. Yes, because I've got set some, some train and CRS here, you know. To hear some things first. Rootical. Rootical music, we're going to set the trend and CRS radio here on the island chat. Yeah, and missing my baby, I don't know where she did. I, I hope she's not in the midst of the storm because she thinks that she can't cool on hurricane. So I haven't heard anything from her since today. I don't know if she's in Florida, back from... um from Hawaii, but she's somewhere out there trying to keep the organization of some relief from the aftermath of the hurricane. So big up, Cherry, anyway you're there. And I have to start talk Cherry kind of language, you know, because it, it is 8.45 in Jamaica. Jamaica time, 8.45. We have 15 more minutes left on the show, Island Talk. So I and I are going to talk. Now, normally Cherry would be here talking about back to school and the donation of shoes. And most of you over there in the States, let me tell you something. is still our barefoot in Jamaica, yeah? And secondly, we don't have no shoe factory. One time we used to have, you know, the 60s and 70s, things like Tarzan and butter shoes I make out here. We don't have any shoes factory anymore because with the Higglers, people, they stop by things that look kind of Jamaican and I go foreign. So most of the shoes that come in, 80-90% of the shoes that come to Jamaica is to barrels. And to higglers. And at times, these higglers are unaware 
have a special children's shoes. Right, well, it's the different size because you know you have Jamaican shoe size and American shoe size and you have Chinese kind of shoe size. So, um, when she come back, she got push more about the the shoes, the shoes thing because next week in Jamaica school start. But when we want to talk to you about still school, but my book. Yeah, they go out of door library. When we call it out of door library. Now, I am thinking starting these two out of door libraries. Now, my hometown of Junction. I want to put it one of the out of door library, right outside BB Coke High School. Now, this is a high school in the sense of it that have been now going through leaps and bounds. Once we ha- they were having problem with even the the reading and writing and arithmetic, arithmetic. students now now coming in and transforming from seventh grade some could hardly read by eight nine grade they are reading and doing well and that's one of the reasons I really want to beg books and I want to I know that some of you have some books at home that you you finish read and that take up space or you have children finish high school or university send the books then we, we were trying to specify but i'm starting out to specify what i i want ladies and gentlemen especially if you can have black american i want black american books because i know a person the book them come i will read them first and then put them out because guess what happened our children out here not reading anything black and I know that there's a lot of black American authors out there putting out books, books for teenagers, for young adults, etc. Both fiction and non-fiction. These students to learn about themselves are people looking like them. But we're tired to see, I hear about Shakespeare and Hitler and Mussolini and Bismarck and those kind of guys. And and Nelson pirates, I can't repeat at us, all of these pirates, Henry Morgan, we want to hear about people that look like ourselves. I'm sure a lot of our youths, they are not even aware of the first national hero, Marcus Garvey, and the role he played out there. And you have some real good American heroes like CM Obama, yeah, accept him as a hero. Malcolm X, my virgin, that man, my personal hero. Right. By any means necessary. Yes, the cool man was uh, Martin Luther King. And there are several, several other heroes out there. Right, some of these books, right, who need, they need to even appreciate even rappers like Tupac and Biggie Small. Who yes they died violent, violently, but they set trend and they had their space. So if you have any of those books, what I'm going to arrange with Cherry when she come back, what I found out, ladies and gentlemen, that it is cheaper that you send it by what I call senior mail. So what what I do, I have a box address. We're going to set up now with Cherry. No, if do the thing online, I don't know. I'm going to give you like my address i have a post office box 
and you can just send the books in. Because people have sent me books for my children, like 10 or 20 used books. And when I go to the Jamaican post office, I don't pay a cent to clear it. So I don't have to go and worry that way about custom and clearing it. Yes, when you send it by Amazon, I also have an Amazon address, but I'm going to have to pay money to clear it. And money is very hard in Jamaica right now. And then figure well to clear the book, to give it away or to use it as a library. And then that basically personal, it kind of rough. Right? But so I want you to think about getting the books then, put them in some little box. So you can send me like a 10 old book or, or a 15. You can pack them in a little box and you post it. But I'm going to give you that address. Now, one of the things that Cherry was looking about is a design for these outside library. I see she have a wicked design with some glass and um, boards so I cover waterproof and like I would put it outside I have a nice gate space outside my gate and the sidewalk I put it there so if a child or a young adult want a book to read and come sign you out left him for a number right and read a book because the library normally not open every day but this library will open 24 hours. So I, I'm going to put that at my gate and I'm going to put the other one at the BB Cook um, school because I have spoken as a board member Diaz. I, I put it the matter to the board and when it comes to certain textbooks, because we're going to ask for some textbooks that your children might have and throw away, but we're going to ask for certain textbooks like for books on physics, electronics, geography, chemistry, biology, books especially on reading, most reading, because as I say, I want the student to start to read. It, with this digital divide, what is happening is that the children are more caught up looking at the face and screen of the tablets and their telephone and they're basically not reading. It's 8.55 Jamaican time. So, you know, I forgot. Where are you going?
with Israel's vibration that Japanese style dedicated to the man called Hopeton Brown who coming on next the man who give you the vibes and we keep the vibes going my virgin sugar with the car we give the vibes and also big up my daughter Indira who going back to university my son Matthew who has been very successful in his examination want to go to university but we don't know how we are going to manage sending two children at the same time to do engineering you know and boy, I, mean, I tell you the struggle is real for the rock yeah. you know we have to go plant some little trees maybe that we have to go do but we have to go medicinal the way they but the permit is another thing that's what the thing swing hope turn brown line up on your, your musical machine can you not say you mean Mean reading my come down from Hopeton Brown, the talk of the town, ain't no clown, you know, come around. Every time we hear the sound, the sound, the sound, the sound of island chat, and you know, so we're not rat bat, and we're not slim, and we just fat. So big up, cha-la-la-la-la, where's the cherry? Well, I've been here for cherry since night, I hope you see a fan sound. You know, as I work some Yankee dollars are English pound anyway you're there, you know. So island chat. Now watch no face, just rock to the music at German bass. Big up to my Virgin Marlon Wright and big up to Richie Innocent, original DJ and poet. Yeah man, every time. Big up to Jennifer Alvaranga, somewhere up in the mid states, Danet Parchment. Yeah, the lady who, when the book is coming out, she going to do the editing, you know. Big up to the Empress Sanja about the place. For my intolerance and making nice in the house on a Wednesday night. You know, you know, Uptown Brown. Yeah, the talk of the town. Read him up. Peace and love. Right from nine o'clock. Oh, uh, Jamaica time, nine o'clock.
Se on lasting in ja bravo bonne mouse
And he said, you want to go to And we can't get the guests then. Eh? Sorry? I don't know. I got the thing. With Marlon. No, Marlon. We don't know. With Marlon. Right. And you see, that's the whole thing now with it. Um, I can't do the subject. Tell me what me tell it. Must forget what I tell it. Must tell it. Get me into the virtual
God, my friend God sent me one text today. Uh, and Himalaya by right. And apparently, he meets some labor right politician today. And he said, Mr. It was disgusting. And he said, the JP is dead. But I said to myself, yeah, learn. You know, say dead long time. But you may have one friend. Um, Frank, Frank, the market with a meat number one. And she did want me to go. I said, no, I'm not going to play there. So who's going to talk about your road? I said, I'm going to go to a political meeting. You never catch me there. So, she has said that I like politics. I said, go to a meeting. Okay. When she come back, she said, what a garbage. I mean, I say, mm-hmm, you labor right. And you call the, you labor right, them garbage. Because what they are saying to the people you now don't make no sense. And that is the problem. Don't make one sense. Hmm? No, mommy, I hear you. with a big woman over conduct business. Thank you. You understand me? Yeah. I'm reaching a stage of my life, so I'm prepared. Might as well, before me help somebody, I'm not doing it, you know. I'm not doing it. See? I'm going to have no intention. I'm going to have no intention to help on anymore. Because even when you get an ask back in the day for her, in the station. I mean, I don't see to make any improvement on her station. So guess what? She's all right, yeah? Mm. So, yeah, so you take on that. So you take on that. My Richard. See? You take on that, you take on that. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.